We just got our hands on some new documents thanks to the good folks over at America First Legal. In it, it pretty much maps out what we kind of already suspected, and that was how CISA influenced the 2020 election. Now, they are finding out at America First Legal all the good stuff based on a lawsuit that they filed. They're getting all these emails and they're getting all these graphs internally that were that were kind of handed out. And it's interesting because ultimately I'm going to walk you through some of this right now. They have gotten some information regarding the absentee ballot push. Now, these revealings pretty much tell us, tell us what we already knew, right? That CISA was aware that there really wasn't a threat by telling Americans to go out and vote in person. And they were aware of it, but they still did it anyway. So let's go through this. So CISA knew mail-in and absentee ballots are less secure than in person. They're admitting that in email. So they have that. CISA also, like I said, had no credible evidence to support the claim that in-person voting would spread COVID-19. Also, CISA relied on an accounting and a consulting firm to gather disinformation narratives regarding vote by mail across social media for the purpose of monitoring and censoring. And that's what's important, right? We talk about it all the time, the correlation between CISA and its efforts to censor Americans online. And so it's interesting that America's first legal was able to get their hands on this. Now, it also discusses in this report, uh, CISA was aware that mass vote by mail schemes pose major challenges, including the purpose of mailing and returning ballots. Now, ultimately, in one of the emails, this is really detailing about the, the risk of these ballots not making their way to the person, the voter, you, and then making their way back to get counted in time. And so CISA knew all this. They knew that there was risks involved in it, but they still pushed it anyway. And we heard about this. We remember this back in 2020, this massive push for mail-in ballots. And so here it is, again, another another report that just maps out exactly what was being done behind the scenes to push mail-in ballots, the misleading information that was given out to the American people. We also have another one. So it says CISA continued supporting the unprecedented voting policy changes implemented across the states in 20 states. Now, there's a graph that breaks all of this down. It is full screen mail-in voting. And ultimately, it is a six, it gives you like six significant fraud risk presented by mail-in ballots. And it outlines everything. So CISA had all of this information in front of them. They knew exactly what that's, that's the graphic that CISA had that they created, which pretty much shows you the mail-in voting risk. They knew all about this and yet they still pushed for this. And we're seeing this all the time, right? We're seeing now all of a sudden all these 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 federal agencies are having all of these facts turn up. And it's just so appalling because, yes, they pushed for this. They wanted for for our federal government to push out these mail-in ballots, knowing that they were not safe and they were not secure. I'm going to bring in somebody from America's First Legal who's been working on all of this. You might be familiar with him. I had on the show before. Johnson Drosny. He's also the former deputy assistant to President for the Office of Senior Advisor for Policy in the Trump administration. John, thank you for being here. Uh, this is a complete bombshell, ultimately, because most of us suspected CISA's role in all of this, right? We all figured that they were pushing these mail-in ballots behind the scenes, but they knew exactly what they were doing. They knew there was a risk involved, that it wasn't. it was heavily flawed, I guess I would say, and that's a nice way of putting it. And they also knew that there really wasn't any risk involved with pushing for Americans to go out and vote in person. They knew that there wasn't this threat of spreading COVID-19. Your reaction to the latest emails that your lawsuit has uncovered with America First Legal? 
Hey, Brianna, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, what we've uncovered, thank you for talking about those documents. What we uncovered, it's a reminder that there really are no conspiracy theories anymore, just spoiler alerts. And yeah. what we came across was just basically exactly what a lot of people feared existed, which was the federal government using federal authority um, to push against um, fair and free elections and make sure that fraud happened. Like you said, they basically the documents we've obtained thus far have confirmed that uh, that CISA was able at the time, prior to the 2020 election, to say that the, that um, mail-in balloting was far less secure than in-person balloting, which any person with common sense understands. That yeah. COVID was not an infection risk for in-person balloting, which we all were saying at the time. Uh, that CISA largely pushed past this. They made a half-hearted media attempt to talk about uh, what they had on their in their possession right before the 2020 election. But even if they were sincere, by then it was really too late. And they've spent the last few years and, and the time prior to that uh, managing getting people on board uh, in terms of external partners and federal employees to engage in a massive censorship regime. They cre created something called the Election Integrity Partnership, and they enlisted uh, massive federal contractor Deloitte to basically monitor Americans and crush anyone who was saying that mail-in balloting wasn't secure. So if you ever wanted the textbook case on why the federal government is too big and it's harmful to Americans' rights, it's what CISA has done over the last few years. Yeah, and we've been mapping that out for quite some time now. It's alarming that they were able to get away with this. But thankfully, you know, you all at AFL have been kind of holding their feet to the fire. And if you're looking to look over the documents yourself, you can just head over to AFL, uh, AFlegal.org. Sorry about that. And give it a look. There's so many here to kind of dissect and go through. Ultimately, though, uh, John, how do we resolve this issue? Because we're heading into another election this year. And you know, we're speculating that they might try to interfere again in our election. How do we get ahead of all of this before they do so? Brianna, they absolutely are planning to interfere, uh, probably on a more massive scale than in the past. And honestly, I think the only way at some point you just have to shut down bad federal actors. Congress has to step in and close CISA. Uh, I know for that they are hesitant to say that for a lot of different reasons. I heard through friends on the Hill that uh, there are too many people who literally just don't want to close a federal agency because they like the power. I mean, even Republicans are saying that behind closed doors. That's absurd. It needs to be shut down. And by the way, in some ways, if you recall, CISA was created for the whole, it says it in its name. It was designed to prevent cybersecurity and infrastructure threats. Um, they're doing anything but, really. So even if Congress likes the idea that there was this anti-cyber uh, threat agency, they're clearly not even doing their job. We were doing the job before with whatever we had, and it's really worth taking a second look. They've got to be shut down, and the bad actors have to be sent to prison. Yeah, well, we're seeing that all over all of our federal agencies, right, that they've kind of gone rogue and they've they've kind of distanced themselves from the actual core mission. And so, you know, when President Trump gets back into the White House, he's got his hands full because this is just another entity of our federal government that has completely gone rogue. So I, I hope it plays out well for us in 2024, obviously, for the, this upcoming election. I want to jump over, though, to something we talked about earlier in the show with the Texas Land Commissioner. Uh, ultimately, as, as you know, Texas is trying to push back and they are trying to stop what's taking place in their state, which is a complete invasion. Uh, there's no other way to put it. They are being invaded by foreigners and they're illegally entering. And so they've done it by placing, you know, wire, uh, razor wire across their border to try to secure it in any way possible. And, you know, we saw the Supreme Court pretty much step in and rule that the Border Patrol agents have the right to cut that razor wire. So the state of Texas, as we described earlier, is pushing back by 
not allowing C, uh, CBP to uh, to enter certain parts like in Eagle Pass, Texas. And they're even placing more razor wire down to make sure that these migrants cannot come in. We just heard from Texas Governor Greg Abbott that he is going to continue to back the state's right to defend themselves. What's your reaction to just the governor coming out and saying that we're not going to back down, we're going to protect our constitutional rights to defend our state, and we're not going to listen to the Supreme Court when it comes to this because it's a horrible ruling? Uh, Brianna, I, I think what Governor Abbott did is amazing. I want to give him thanks of a lot of people who are sick and tired of the federal government ignoring the Constitution uh, and hurting American the American people in the process. He's exactly right. States have an independent constitutional duty to defend states and their populations and their borders. They are not appendages of a corrupt Washington. They are, in fact, sovereign states. And what I think that Supreme Court decision, that the Supreme Court decision was an egregious decision. I hope it begins a phase in American history where we start to ignore federal courts because they seem to think that they get to be followed just because they say something. They have to start getting back to adhering to the Constitution. And what that decision shows is that, honestly, some Supreme Court justices have decided to be political instead of actually saying, um, we support the Constitution, here's what the Constitution allows. Um, Governor Abbott's doing the right thing. I hope he keeps fighting back. Um, he doesn't work for Washington. And there's also something, this is one thing that I find really frustrating, Brianna, you'll notice, mm -hmm. Um, the Supreme Court's garbage decision basically says um, the federal government's in charge of immigration. Well, they're in charge of federal aspects of immigration. No one's expecting or allowing states to, for example, put aliens on planes and fly them back to their home countries. But states have domestic security, safety, and security obligations for their mm -hmm. own people and for the United States as a whole. Uh, and because the federal government is AWOL in this very important national mission, it doesn't mean the states get stripped of their ability to defend themselves. So mm -hmm. cheers to Governor Abbott. I hope a lot of other governors follow suit. I hope states start working together and saying, you will stop. We will defend the country whether you like it or not, and the courts will get the message. Yeah, I hope so too. And listen, most people are critical of Governor Abbott. They don't think that he's really doing a, a good enough job protecting the border. But ultimately, I mean, he seems to be coming out strong on all of this. The, the entire nation is watching because ultimately we say it all the time, but it's not just Texas and Arizona that are border states. It's the entire country and they're all feeling it. He's done a great job at making these liberal cities feel the burden as well by sending these migrants to New York, Chicago. And that's why so many voters now, regardless of their political affiliation, are feeling the burden and they're going to take it out on Democrats in November. There's no other way to look at it because they're ultimately, these people are frustrated. Their quality of life has drastically gone down, whether you're a veteran or you're someone who's struggling to, to get by in Chicago and New York City. I mean, Chicago already has a crime issue on its hands. And now they're reporting the surging crime that's just coming into the city based on this, the migrants who are being dropped off and dumped there, whether it's robbery, theft, or other crimes. And so everyone's going to head to the voter box pretty soon and, and get very frustrated and take it out on Democrats. And I'm looking forward to that, hopefully. I want to jump into something else that's happening next week. DHS Secretary uh, Alejandro Marcus is facing impeachment. He is likely to be impeached next week. Uh, John, your take on this, because we've heard Mayorkas come out and say to members of Congress reportedly that the person coming in right behind him is going to probably be much worse. What's your take on the potential impeachment of this man? Because I'm a little fearful whoever's coming in behind him is probably going to be worse. Well, Brianna, I wouldn't worry so much about that. We have First steps first, right? We have to get rid of this incredibly corrupt human being. Alejandro Mayorkas may be one of the worst, most vile human beings to ever draw a federal paycheck. And his removal is important. If for no other reason, we send the signal that um, federal officials can and should be removed for not following law. They don't get to pull a Nuremberg defense and say, I was just doing what I was told to do. 
uh, and then they can be pushed out of federal service and possibly barred from federal service and receipt of federal income in the future. And mm -hmm. where else to start but one of the guys who decided that he was going to basically stand down on protecting the American citizenry. So next week, uh, 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 Chairman Mark Green of the House Homeland Committee is going to initiate what's called a markup for the articles of impeachment. That's basically they're going to take the last few meetings they've had for the impeachment inquiry, um, propose articles to the members of the committee, vote on those articles and push them to the floor of the House for further votes. And uh, I'm optimistic that not only will it pass out of committee, it will pass the House. Um, they're taking a holistic perspective on all the damage that Mayorkas has done to the country. And uh, then it's in the Senate's lap. Now, I, I don't know what the Senate's going to do, but there's an argument to be made that the Senate Democrats and you know a few in tight races, plus the Republicans, they may be loath to impeach a president if Joe Biden were to be impeached for all his uh, China corruption. But they might actually impeach a or remove a secretary that is basically standing down on border enforcement. They might throw them under the bus for their own political well-being. So we might have a real test here. And it's a really good precedent, in my opinion, to set because you don't get to say, I was just doing what I was told while I was killing Americans and get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, he can't get away with it. They shouldn't be getting away with it. But unfortunately, you know, right now we're in a tough situation because we don't have we don't have a majority in in the Senate. So I'm a little concerned there. And uh, gosh, we just got to get Joe Biden out of there. It's getting so bad. It's it's unbearable to continue watching. There's just a lack of understanding. And then oh, last week, too, with uh, Anthony Blinken at the World Economic Forum, finally admitting that fentanyl is an issue in our country. Well, thank you for waking up, dude. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, this guy's been sleeping on this the whole time. The administration doesn't want to address the fentanyl issue. But now that we're in election year, they're coming clean. And it's it's a it, it almost comes off as too late at this point, obviously, because we're about three years into this. But We'll see. We're getting closer. We're about, what, 10 months away from Election Day? Just almost about? I don't know. John, I'm getting a little nervous, but we'll see what happens. Thank you so much, John Zendrosny, for joining us. We appreciate it. To celebrate the new year, we're having the biggest sale ever on overstock clearance and brand new products. For example, save 60% on our Goose Down comforters, the best comforters ever. They go perfectly with our MyPillow bed sheets and duvet covers. Save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels. They're made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Our initial quantities are extremely low, so get them now before they go. Our seasonal flannel sheets are finally in. You save up to 50% and they sell out fast every year, so order now. They're truly the best flannel sheets you'll ever sleep on. Or save up to 80% on all our clearance items. And this is where it gets even better. For a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. You guys, I've said it once before, so I'm going to say it again. Under the Biden regime, I've never been more worried about my financial future. I called my good friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott, because I wanted to come up with a plan put in place to make sure I was secure. And he came with a plan for me to invest in silver. I'm rich. I've got my silver. I'm feeling so much better about my future. I highly recommend you give him a call and just chat with his team. 720-605-3900. And you could also head over to his website if you'd like to schedule an appointment. It's kirkelliottphd.com slash Brianna. After a long day of filming, I've got to somehow take off all this makeup, but make sure that I put the nutrients back into my skin that it desperately needs. So I found this new skincare line. I have to tell you all about it. 
Givaderm is all natural products. I use it twice a day, I use it in the morning and I also use it before I go to bed. First up, we have this clay cleanser. This is amazing because it takes up all of your makeup and it smells good too. Vitamin C is so important for brightening your skin. I also used to get super bad acne, and so it's helping, um, I guess, kind of like blending my acne scars a little bit so they're not so bright anymore. Here it is, it's the Vitamin C Serum. Just little pumps and put it on. And then don't forget your neck. Now moving on to step three, that is their Uplift Serum. You don't have to do that much. So many times I have like these high-end products and I'm clogging my pores and you can see it. It's literally always around here and around my nose area. But for some reason, maybe it's just because it's natural and there's not all that garbage chemicals that are into it. It seems to clear it up so well. Step four, it's the bamboo mist. It feels so amazing on your skin. I mean, you could literally name all these products that are in it. Definitely also like a cooling. See? And then this one, it's called Nourish. It's like this amazing cream, super light. You don't need that much of it. And always make sure you get under the eye area, not in your eyes. Give a Derm has done miracles for my skin. I highly recommend it to everyone, men and women, because guess what happens if you don't take care of your skin? It looks like you're aging quicker than what you really are aging. Natural products all made in the USA. They don't support any of the garbage that comes out of China. It's not gonna be found in your products. I promise you that. You have to get this product. Click down the link below. Give a Derm is the product name and the promo code for 10% off right now is Brianna. And if you enjoyed that segment, make sure you hit that like button. And if you want to see the news before it becomes the news, you have to subscribe to our channel. And well, if you have a liberal friend that you're looking to save, make sure you share this content with them.